This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hey, Gen Z Changemakers, Jennifer here, and we have a challenge for you. Gen Z Changemakers from all over the world have been sending us science sparks and asking questions about the world around us, and we would like to hear from you. Have you been following any of the action plans, or do you have tips, activities, stories, or jokes that might inspire other changemakers? If you're up for the challenge, we need story reporters on the climate case to share all that you've learned about any Earth-related topic. For more information and to learn how to share, grab your grown-ups and head to thecarbonalmanac.org slash kids. That's thecarbonalmanac.org slash kids. And we can't wait to have you on the team, Changemakers. And for now, let's get back to the show. Hey, Gen Z Changemakers, this is Generation Carbon, the podcast where kids like you help grownups like us save the planet. Gen Z Changemakers, we'd love you to get involved. If you'd like to submit your super scientific findings in a future episode, we need Gen Z science-minded story reporters on the climate case. Have your grownups visit carbonalmanac.org slash kids to sign up. Today's Science Spark is from our changemaker, Lake, from River Farm Forest School. How did one asteroid kill all the dinosaurs in the whole world? Um, Henny, what are you doing? Just practicing my roars. You're a bird, not a lion. Duh. Don't you know a dinosaur roar from a lion roar? I guess not. So why are you practicing dinosaur roars? Don't you know that my great, 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 great grandma was a dinosaur? Wow. That's so cool. Yeah, I know. No offense or anything, but you're kind of smaller than the dinosaurs I've heard about. Yeah, the bigger ones all went extinct after a gigantic asteroid hit Earth and caused the whole planet to cool down. Smaller theropods like velociraptors eventually evolved into the perfection that is made. Uh, right. I wish I evolved from dinosaurs. Ugh. Oh, hi, Slow and the Sloth. I didn't know you were up there. Do you know Henny the Heron? Well, no. Sometimes I watch her fly around from my spot on the tree, though. She's very loud with all the roaring. Okay. Nice to meet you. Anyway, I've heard about that asteroid before. I thought it just smushed all the dinosaurs when it hit them. There definitely was some smooshing. 
The asteroid was about 7.5 miles or 12 kilometers wide. It left a crater 93 miles or almost 150 kilometers wide when it hit. So what happened to the dinosaurs that weren't smushed? The asteroid caused lots of volcanoes to erupt and tsunamis and earthquakes. It must have been really crazy. All the craziness released a lot of rock dust and sulfur gas into the air. What's an asteroid? Oh, well, it's a big rock from space that orbits or goes around the sun. Why did it smush the dinosaurs if it was supposed to go around the sun? Um, well... Maybe the dinosaurs were being mean? Ha! No! An asteroid is a rock, like you said. I think it has something to do with Earth's gravity. Good question, Sloan. Do you think another asteroid could come and hit Earth too? We're super lucky to have scientists that track the asteroids for anything that could be dangerous. The dinosaurs didn't. Asteroids that have come towards Earth have all burned up in our atmosphere, so there wasn't much rock left for hitting Earth. Which is good, because it was that giant asteroid hitting Earth and causing all that rock dust and sulfur gas to be released and collect in the air. Okay, so why was that so bad for the dinosaurs? Well, when I release gas, it can be hard to breathe, you know, because it's so stinky. Good to know, but no, I haven't heard of any stinkiness theories, though the expert would know best. They think the dust blocked out some of the sunlight and heat, which the plants weren't too thrilled about. It meant a super long winter all over the planet. I do like to play in the snow, but I wouldn't want winter to last any longer than it usually does. Yeah, I have to work harder to find bugs to eat when it's cold out. And if plants couldn't grow as well, the bugs wouldn't have as much to eat. The circle of life. So, I think that's why dinosaurs that lived really far away from where the asteroid hit also went extinct. Well, maybe we should check in with our expert. Hello, my name is Francois Terry. I'm a paleontologist at the Royal Tyrrell Museum in Alberta, and I'm here to answer Lake's excellent question about dinosaurs. Dinosaurs first appeared roughly 240 million years ago and went extinct 66 million years ago. That is, except for birds, which are a type of dinosaurs and are still with us today. So over the 170 million years that non-bird dinosaurs lived on Earth, the climate was generally warm and stable. 
For most of that time, it was warm even at the North and South Poles, where there were no polar ice caps and winter temperatures were probably milder than those we have in southern Canada and the northern US during the winter today. However, in the last 7 million years of the age of the dinosaurs, climatic fluctuations became much more frequent, rapid and severe. Although these periods of climate change likely put a lot of stress on ecosystems, dinosaurs always managed to pull through and flourish. But something different happened 66 million years ago. During a particularly severe period of climate change, a large meteorite 10 kilometers in diameter collided with the Earth. Such a big rock instantly vaporized a part of the Earth's crust and ejected a lot of dust, gas and heat in the atmosphere. This meteorite impact had very rapid and devastating effects on the ecosystems of the planet. In addition to producing enormous tsunamis that destroyed coastal areas and wildfires that destroyed forests all around the world, the dust and gas ejected in the atmosphere created a large shroud that covered the entire planet, significantly reducing the amount of sunlight that reached the surface of the Earth and lowering temperatures. Although it didn't result in what we call a nuclear winter, the conditions were definitely darker and cooler than they had been before the impact. These conditions lasted for a full 10 years, a time during which ferns were the only type of plant that grew on the ground, so there wasn't much food for animals to eat. After those 10 years, the light and temperature conditions returned to normal, but it took far longer for ecosystems to recover. It took 5,000 years for forests to come back to normal, and that was fast compared to how long it took animals. It took up to 1 million years for mammals to recover from the meteorite impact, and nearly 3 million years for oceans to return to normal. But unfortunately, dinosaurs and many other animals never made it through. Although dinosaurs had been able to survive periods of climate change before, the combination of climate change and the meteorite impact pushed them beyond their limits and led to their extinction. They just couldn't cope with the combined effects of these catastrophes. By their extinction, dinosaurs teach us a valuable lesson about the world we live in today. They tell us that although ecosystems may be able to resist one source of stress, they don't do so well when numerous problems are happening at the same time. With the changing climate, pollution, deforestation, and habitat destruction that are all happening at the same time today, we have to work hard to protect our environments so we don't go the way of the dinosaurs. And now for a submission from our super scientific story reporter, Onan, who's been on a mission discovering about asteroids, seeing what scientists have found, and trying to figure out what happened to the dinosaurs. Let's hear your findings, Onan. I'm Onan from Hong Kong, and I would like to share with you what I have researched question of. Is it true that climate change killed the dinosaur with drastic global winter after astronaut strike? Other than astronaut strike, three other factors may lead to the extinction of dinosaurs. First, toxic volcano gases and dust. Second, food shortage and last, climate change. Dinosaur station is due to combination of those factors, but I think it was 
initiated by astronaut strike. It is because scientists found fossils in limestone rocks in Italy that date back to when the dinosaur died out. Near this rock is a layer of clay, containing high levels of iridium. Iridium is a very rare in rock samples found on Earth. However, it is common in meteorite. In fifty different sites around the world, scientists found iridium in this layer of clay. The then the ash and dust are so thick and block out the sun rays. Thank you. Gosh, honey, I can't believe certain species were able to survive so long without sunlight. Your bird family line is dinosaur survivors. Grandma Harriet told me our bird ancestors survived because they had feathers to keep them warm, and long beaks that let them eat seeds that were buried in ash and dust. Your ancestors sure were tough, Henny. Good thing we're just as tough. We're gonna need to be tough to save our Earth. Let's make our action plan something really big, so we can honor the dinosaurs. Okay, for the dinos. Today's big action plan is do some research with a grown-up's help. To find ways to help birds as they begin to migrate. Great idea, Eddie. I'm gonna go ask Grandma Harriet to help me with a bird feeder. I'll be nice when they practice their roars, and I'll try not to release any gas near their nests. Dino Mike, see you later, Ash Potato. See you soon, Macaroon. Most of the things that we know about dinosaurs come from the study of paleontology. Paleontologists are scientists that examine the evidence of what extinct animals have left behind, but they study all fossilized life, including corals, fishes, shellfish, mammals, and plants. But more often, we learn about dinosaurs from what we see on screen. But depictions of dinosaurs may not always be accurate. And today, our Gen C changemaker Cole from Toronto would like to share what Jurassic Park got wrong. Accuracies of Jurassic Park. First of all, most of the dinosaurs were actually from the Cretaceous era, so it should have been renamed Cretaceous Park and not Jurassic Park. The only uh, dinosaur I know that way、uh, from the Jurassic era are the Stegosaurus, the Allosaurus, and the Dilophosaurus. Speaking of Dilophosaurus, there's inaccuracy too. Dilophosaurus did not spit venom or have frills. Inaccuracy E3. The Velociraptors are way too big. If Jurassic World was, I mean, Cretaceous World was realistic, then they should have been Utah Raptors, which are six feet tall, while actual Velociraptors were only the size of turkeys. The Tyrannosaurus Rexes did not roar. 
the Tyrannosaurus Rex X could not catch up to uh, Jeep. Because the Tyrannosaurus Rex was actually the largest land carnivore to ever live. And because of that, they could not run. And the fastest they can do is a speed walk, meaning uh, we're still able to outrun them because of their weight and size. All you have to do is get into the trees, and you're safe. And the biggest one, all of their paws, except the Dilophosaurus's, had feathers, like turkey feathers, or ostrich feathers, or fluffy feathers. Thanks this week to Lake for the science spark and to Onan for the super scientific story reporting. And thank you to Cole for sharing what the creators of Jurassic Park got wrong. That's some incredible research, Cole. Also, thanks to Francois Terry from the Royal Terrell Museum for teaching us about what led to the extinction of the dinosaurs. To learn more about the link between dinosaurs and climate change, check out the links in the show notes. And for more conversations about carbon and how you can help, head over to thecarbonalmanac.org. There are other podcasts in the network for grown-ups and lots of fun resources for Gen C changemakers like you. It's a scary topic, but we've got you covered because together we can make change happen. Be sure to subscribe and we'll see you next time. Until then, let's change the world, changemakers. makers.